Battle? Battle Brother. Brother. Today, we discuss... Uh... I wish we could play the chant this entire podcast, but we can't. Because we will get demonetized, copyright striked. Yes. It will be, it would be best. So, to our listeners, you know the chant of soup, soup, glorious soup, but in, but not that, and in Latin. The Ultramarine chant. Because today, we talk about the Ultramarines. You may now boo. Ute Gilliman. Yes, please. Uh, uh, please boo and or cheer at your leisure now. Get it out of the way now so you don't have to worry about it later in the episode because... Boy, oh boy, is the is the community divided on whether or not they like the Ultramarines? Yeah. Uh, from a non from a non canon standpoint, from a non lore standpoint, the Ultramarines are very, very, very represented to the point where it's just oversaturation. Oversaturation. Yes. To where a lot of the time, if you want a spe- a specific kind of model, or like a, if you want to make an army that's not Ultramarines or Dark Angels, you would have to. Um, you would have to buy the, excuse me, buy the little kit parts. The conversions. Yeah, yep. the conversions, so that way you can convert yeah. your ultramarines to because whatever. Because all of the models come based in blue. Yes. And all of the box art for all the models are ultramarines. Yep. So people are tired of ultramarines. People are tired of ultramarines. Um, From a lore standpoint, the only... they're just not as cool. <laughs> From a lore standpoint, they're actually one of the coolest. How? The problem, the problem, I'll get to it, don't worry. <laughs> the problem is the representation in the modern day, and because we've been forced to stare at Reboot or Bobby G's fucking angry red face right. every day for the past, you know, 16 years or whatever, uh-huh. um, people get tired of looking at it. Yeah. Also, Space Marine 2. Space Marine 2, yes. Yes. Okay, so... Uh, we took a little break for the holidays and for New Year, uh, but back in the New Year, we we got some big news coming out of the GW tunnel. Yep. Uh, Space Marine Two has been uh, the trailer has been launched. Yes. So if you haven't seen it already, please go check it out. It is the coolest thing. Uh, GW has ever, ever made. Yes. Ever. Without hesitation, best yes, game. Yes. So we'll we will talk about uh, Captain, or I guess now he's a Lieutenant Titus. Primaris um, Lieutenant, former Death Watch member Titus. Yes, exactly. We'll talk about him uh, at some point in this episode, so uh, buckle down for that shit. This is going to be a long one, folks. This is going to be a long one, yeah. Put, fucking fasten your seatbelts for this one. <laughs> Alright, um, so, kicking it off, let us begin to speak about Robbie. Yes. Robbie was the, uh, also known as the Avenging Sun. Yes. Or the Avenging Bean Counter, depend who you, depending on who you ask. Particularly if you uh, ask one he, guy. Yeah, that guy being Conrad uh, Kurz, but but whatever. Um, he is the thirteenth son of the Emperor, mm-hmm. uh, and the Primarch of the Ultramarines. Yes, you may now boo once more. Yes, please get it out of the way now, so you're focused and ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Gilliman landed on the planet of Macrag, which was uh, kind of like a civilized world. It was not a death world like most of the other Primarchs we have covered thus far have landed on. Uh, but Crag was a kind of civilized planet. Think literally um, Greece. Rome. It was Greece. It's li- it was it's Greece, Rome. Greece, Rome. It was Greece, Rome. It was indeterminate. Yes. It was Greece, Rome. Yes. It was classical era. Uh-huh. I guess you could just call the planet classical era. Right. Whatever. 
uh, it was a, it was a nice place to live, okay. uh, especially the city of. Uh, I can't remember the city. Blah blah, blah 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 blah. I'm looking at the page. I think it was Conor. just called McCrag. Yeah, the city no, was. Connor was his father. Yeah, the city was yeah. McCrag. So he was adopted by one of the two consuls of the uh, of the nation state of McCrag, uh, named Conar, Connor, whatever. Um, and this was uh, Rupert Gilliman's adopted father. Mm-hmm. Connor uh, Gilliman adopted him. Connor Gilliman, <laughs> what a name. Yes. Uh, he adopted him and named him Rabute, which means great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was raised to be a commander, a statesman, a politician, uh, but obviously he was a primarch, so he absorbed knowledge at a different rate than a normal human child yes. would. So he became big brain. Yeah. Robbie G-Man was a smart boy. He was smart. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, eventually given the task of subduing the barbarians to the north. Yes. The Illyrians, which were an actual historical group of uh, tribesmen. I'm gonna, I think it was in like what we refer to now as Macedonia area. I could be very wrong, but I think the Illyrians were somewhere around there. In, however, in 40k on McCrag, the Illyrians are pretty much compared to like think. If Rome was the center of civilization and Gaul, which is modern-day France and Germany, that was the the barbarians. That's yes. kind of what the Illyrians are alluded to yes. as. Just in, general in unwashed masses. Exactly, yeah. Barbarians. How do you know they're barbarians? Well, we're, us, the Romans, consider them to be barbaric, so yes. they are the barbarians. We don't like them. Exactly. Uh, but he managed to diplomatically uh, incorporate the Illyrians into the Macragian civilization, uh, by challenging the chieftain uh, to a 1v1 mm-hmm. in which Rabute Gilliman did not lift a hand. He pretty much just dodged and parried the entire time yes. until the chieftain basically fell asleep. Right. No. And they're like, oh, okay, you're pretty cool. That dude. is not... that. You're missing one important part where... the ch- So, Gilliman did his thing where he dodged and parried and in all of his perfect dodge counters, instead of in executing the final finishing move... Gulliman presented him with the Illyrian's most sacred religious artifact, which the McCragian consuls had stolen beforehand. Funny how history gets whitewashed, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's the point. So, apparently, according to Lexicanum, Gulliman was like, Here, have this thing back that we stole from you. I promise that if I lead you, I will not be a dick. And they believed him. And then they said, pretty much, yeah, I want to be like you. Yeah. Yep, so they, that, that solved that problem, I guess. Yes. And um, We almost forgot to talk Craig. about Tarasha Uton. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, Bobby G had a mom. The only one? Yes. Out of all the Primarchs, Rodent Guillotine was the only one who actually had two parent figures, one of whom is apparently still alive. Yeah, um, she was at least during the Horse Heresy. Right. Well, again, the 40th millennium is a billion... Not a billion, is another couple thousand years later. But we'll get to that. Uh, 10,000 years. Yes, we will get to that. Yeah, so uh, McCrag prospered after this kind of uh, um, reunification. Uh, however, before McCrag could prosper, uh, on, on route back to McCrag from the Illyrian Conquest, um, there was a coup on the planet mm-hmm. in which the other council of the city tried to overthrow the government and because there was a lot of aristocracy in McCraig, um and the noble class thought hey 
why don't we just hold on to our power forever and rule this city as kings? Uh, to which uh, Connor, uh, Conar, uh, uh, Connor, boys, um, Connor uh, his adopted father said, I don't really like that very much, uh, as he was kind of a populist. Uh, and so there was a coup, there was an attempted coup. Uh, Connor died um, in Gilliman's arms, and then Gilliman killed every single uh, rebe rebel that uh, was in the city. Yes. And then he reorganized the entire society of this of this uh, of this culture and made it a meritocracy instead of an aristocracy, meaning that those who work hard, those who earn their position, keep their position. So it was, you know, meritocracies are, are better for societies. You know, a society yes. could thrive on a meritocracy, whereas an aristocracy kind of perpetuates this class conflict yes. that is uh, continuing forever. Yes. Um, so meritocracy, Gilliman, good leader. He kind of. Yeah. Did, a good, did the right thing here. Yes. And so it was that Bobby G made a really cool little mini Space Imperium. Yes. So, um, around the time of the, uh, the arrival of the Emperor, um, the McCrag was prospering. It was, it, it set up its own little empire, not as big as, as the realm of Ultramar that it would become, but it was a kind of a thriving civilization and there was trade with exterior systems and uh, the people felt liberated. It was it was a good time. You know, McCrag yeah. was probably the best place you could be during the thirty first millennium, right? Thirtieth millennium, whatever. Uh, but upon the emperor arriving, he actually was supposed to arrive beforehand, but he was separated uh, due to a warp storm. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the time he came back to McCrag, like on schedule, he was five years later than he should have been. Oh. Uh, but he saw this this flourishing empire that Gilliman was ruling at this time, uh, and this fair and just kind of region, and uh, Gilliman, the emperor yes. was impressed, and then he introduced himself, like he did to all of his sons, and he handed over leadership of the Ultramarines uh, to Gilliman. Uh Right. No. No, no, no. Gilliman was... Yeah, um, it was sort of just like, wow, you're doing a great here, rowboat. I'm proud of you. Uh, huh. And then he's like, you're now Grandpappy Smurf of the entire Ultramarine <laughs> chapter. Right. I got. I gotta. We gotta get through it, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so moving on yes. uh, to the Great Crusade. Um, the Ultramarines, here's why I think the Ultramarines are the best, one of the best legions, loyalist legions in 40k. Because they were the only ones who did things right. So by that ones. I mean, um, they were the, besides the Luna Wolves, who literally were perfect in every way because Horus had to be in the main character, um, the... 13th legion was the largest legion uh the largest uh of all of the <laughs> legions the ultramarines numbered around 125,000 astartes which was more than Contra the Luna Wolves, who had about 100 000. ultramar it was so not yet the 500 another 25 percent more and but there was the reason is never made clear um they allude it to be that the fact that the yeah that's ultramarines a good deal more than one you know they had the system of rec like recruits they had a supply chain 
Now, my theory as so, other people's in the community. By that logic, I feel that, like it'd be safe to assume um, that because the, of the sheer fact either that you the just have a the, I'm going to say 10th. And that Ultramarines are no, operating in a more general capacity than, say, whatever the, um, which focus the Lost on Legions are. The Lords, which focus yeah, on terrible, the, the Lost tactics. and the Purged. It makes more sense I think that some of them were like, hey, I'm going to join. I'm gonna join the Ultramarines before my Legion gets fucking evaporated, which they did, and I think that's why they're significantly larger than the other Legions. Yeah. It was not yet the 500 Worlds, correct? Probably, probably close to 20. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Yes, for the Imperium of Man. Yes. Yes. No. He's a self a self-sufficient meritocracy that will be later be absorbed into the Imperium yes, of Man. Yes, but how are you getting those general purpose dudes? <laughs> So, anyway, that's my theory. Anyway. That's where you can take it or leave it, but that's my theory. But, anyway, so the Ultramarines were, like, the only ones who did their job right. Um, it is said that um, whenever, Gillum, whenever Gilliman liberated a world, he would not move on until he had set up a self-sufficient defense system, left advisors, created industry, set up trade routes with the rest of the Imperium, and formed Because, as I'm sure you know, the Emperor uh, who, is the uh, Senate. was, you know, a merit meritocracy or some sort of elected official... Um, somewhere where the will of the people were being judged. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, not the Imperium of Ultramar, right? Yes. Okay, well, at the time, yes. the Imperium Man was not uh, the fucking backwater yeah. asshole hattery that it is currently, okay? So, shove that, yeah. alright? Take it and shove they them were general utility. They were general utility marines. At this time, the Imperium was okay. They had a senate. They had an imperial senate, alright? Alright? Okay? It was a big thing. It was a good thing. It was a perpetuing right. good thing until the Emperor died. <laughs> yes, well, not yet. Uh, he did become temporarily, but whatever. Well, fuck you. Right. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so that's why I think right. the Ultramarines were actually good. They Not yeah, only did they do this, question. they did it well. Very yeah. few casualties. They also excelled at like multidisciplinary fields. Yeah. They were very well-rounded. They're they not cannibal vampires. Stick, and that was their whole deal. Um, you know, they... They, you know, right. were good at being soldiers, civilians. Exactly. So... They are probably, if I had to pick, um, like, you know how, like, the Emperor kind of, like, erased the Thunder Warriors because they outlived their purpose? It is very right. frequently talked about what would Astartes right. do after the Great Crusade was over. Um, I think the Ultramarines were the perfect example of, uh, something that could be used after their original purpose was fulfilled. Because they are the most useful. The Night Lords, no. The Iron Warriors, no. The World Eaters, right. definitely not. 
but the, the Ultramarines? Probably. Like, Wasn't Vulcan part of this the, I mean, as they, well? They're not cannibal ah. vampires. Um, they're talked about as being governors of whole Okay. <laughs> they're talked about being, you know, uh, affluent politicians and honest-to-God generals, and, you know, they're I very... Mean, from a construction artisanry point of view, their, incredibly. Yes, they're very useful beyond their original purpose of just rank-and-file soldiery. soldiery. Um, so, around this time, during the Great Crusade, uh, Big Daddy G uh, was introduced to his brothers, um, the other Primarchs. Obviously, I will have my discussion on this subject when we get to the if we now. ever do a Salamanders um, episode in the next 10,000 years. there was a few years. that he held in greater esteem, <laughs> Dorn, Sanguinius, Lehman Russ, and Ferris Manus. He called these the dauntless few. We are still making podcasts. with them, episodes. anything could be accomplished. <laughs> no. Vulcan was unsettling to look at. <laughs> and you can't really, As I mean... Honestly, like, how useful are the Salamanders? Yes. Yeah, but how how useful is that in perpetuity? Like, oh, cool. Yeah, you make cool shit. You make cool armor right. and shit. That's nice. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. In Even Perturabo could build shit. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, the, the year is M2. There exists only war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so that's just that being said. Um, the Dauntless Few. Uh, very much disliked Lor Lorgar. As he should. As everybody should disrespect Lorgar. So much so that the Ultramarines were chosen for a little no, side like, quest by the Emperor Wow, Malkador. look at how humble he um, is. He doesn't think the, he's worthy of worship. The world leaders, like, the, the uh, world word bearers, okay. fuck me. Um, it did, yeah. Um, so the word bearers had this uh -huh. little problem where they would like to build temples on every planet that they brought to compliance, Imperial Compliance. Um, and the temple was dedicated to worshipping the emperor as the god, the one true god, yada yada yada. Um, so much so that the emperor said, listen, buddy boy, you gotta knock this shit off, right. I like you, kind of, but you gotta stop with this whole I'm a god nonsense because I'm not, please stop uh, it. And then Lorgar said, I get you, I get you, right. and then turned around to Corferon and Erebus and said, he's saying he's not a god to prove that he's a god. <laughs> and then they just sort of blinked a lot and said, okay. And exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Whatever. Fucking. I don't care. Um, yeah. So the the word bearers were too concerned on proselytizing the worlds that they brought to compliance, um, right. and this kind of came to a head where a planet known as uh, no, not yet. Um, the city is known as Monarchia. I can't remember if that was the city or the, or the planet. Um, yes. Anyway, and, and his people, Monarchia the people who held him in high regard. Civilization. Okay, Monarchia was a planet. Was the city. <laughs> it was known as the perfect city. They're not telling uh -huh. me the name of the planet. Thanks. Thanks, Lexicanum. You're so fucking useful. 
And the Emperor's like, <laughs> anyway, so Monarchia was this perfect city, this this civilization molded by Lorgar and the Wordbearers uh, to be like the perfect reverence. You know how city incredibly funny and fucked um, up way that is? Then it's like imagine kind of hitched a ride. A giant six with, foot uh, tall gold dude you know, covered in scriptures big, big comes blue, to your house uh, and, and spreads uh, to you the, the good the word of his God. Along with the Emperor, technically. Whose faith? Whose faith in him? Bitch slaps every other religion on your planet. So you all turn to him. And then you find out that not only is your God real, he hates your guts. The Emperor pretty much bitch slapped Lorgar. Yes. Like in front of all For of his men. For that moment ordered, before Monarchia was dust, and God was people, real and yeah. hated them. And then ordered Big Blue to nuke Monarchia from orbit. Yeah, right So that happened, to and Lorgar dust. was like, hey, that's not really that cool. I don't like the fact that you did that. Um, yeah, so... Pretty much, yeah. You didn't listen to me the first time, so I'm gonna have to fucking teach uh -huh. you a lesson. And then he nuked the city with the ultramarine ship. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, because you worship him. Yes. Right? Yeah. Which he got to yeah, keep, that's, unlike that's Dorn like kind of and his empire. Yes. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. So, this set up a very uh, contentious relationship with the word bearers from this point going forward. Uh, so much so that it's going to come to bite them in the ass in a couple of years. Um. So the horse right. heresy. So happens. that makes. Um, yeah. So that's how you get were a sizable force over everyone five, else. Uh, during the Dropsite massacre, they were on the other side yeah. of the world in their own again, little pocket empire called the. A Realm lot of these. A lot of the other. A lot of the other chapters um, had. Ultramar was five, a five hundred from planet kind of coalition ruled by Gilliman. Where they would a lot of the time the recruits from Terra would be shunned because they're not from that planet. So. That um, right there is my theory as to how Bobby's arm, as to how Rabbi Goldman's yeah, army so turned so his empire over goddamn to ridiculous. Uh, the Emperor. Uh, and when yes. the Emperor came to Ultramar, the, the Emperor basically said, no, 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 this is yours. You should you should rule this as you are. Uh, and so he did. He, he became the steward of Ultramar and ruled 500, a 500-planet 500 pocket empire within the Imperium of Man. Which is... It's, yeah, yeah, true. That's how you maintain your your already sizable number advantage. Right. Yes. T H. Yeah, Rabbi Goldman. That's okay. We all do. Um, That's so part of 40, the Horus Heresy kicks off. 40K the, fan. Uh, yes. Ultramarines yes. were assembled, called to assemble. Uh, Lorgar called um, mm -hmm. Rabbi Goldman and said, "Hey, buddy boy, uh, we need to we need to kind of team up to fight these orcs that are on the fringe <laughs> of Ultramar. Uh, we need to do this together because I need your help." <clears throat> so Gilliman was like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine." Uh, 
all assembled. Yes. You know, like a squad or two. And then Lorgar said, no, 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 no. Uh -huh. You need to bring, like, your whole chapter. Like, the entirety of your chapter. Right. Just bring them there. Uh, and then Gilliman said, yeah, all right. That sounds good. Um, so they assembled en masse on the planet of Kalth. Uh, that's C-A-L-T-H. I only right. mention that because sometimes I pronounce words wrong. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's fake space words. Yeah, it's fake space words. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, Kalth, uh, you know, everybody's having a good time. Everybody's kind of chilling. They're all vibing. And then the word bearers start <laughs> shooting everybody. <laughs> and they say, surprise, and start murdering all the ultramarines. Um, so it's a fight that lasts right. quite a long time. Uh, the orbital defense platforms were kind of turned on the ultramarines, uh, oh. and their fleet was kind of being battered to shit. Um, and so there's an interesting character I want to mention here. Um, his name is Aided Thiel. Right. And he is yes. responsible right. for sort of the way that the chapter changed after Kalth uh, throughout the Horus Heresy and kind right. of turned into what it is. Um, so Aiden and Theo was just a sergeant. He was just a line sergeant. He wasn't an officer by any means. Um, <clears throat> but he ran these, like, funny calculations <laughs> where, like, hey, what if... What if the other legions went to war with us? Like, what? Wouldn't that be weird? Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, and so he was censured right. for yeah. thinking these thoughts, these her heretical thoughts of like, uh, Astartes can't fight Astartes. That's not something that happens. And then, so he was put on censure. So he painted his helmet. He got his helmet painted red. I just punched myself in the face. Uh, he he painted his helmet red to show that uh, he's under censure. So he's under like official investigation, like a court martial sort of thing. Um, and he was on count that me day. That there was someone he, he was, was on the, uh, the, the Pride McCrag, the, the uh, flagship, uh, or the McCrag's wow. honor, not the Pride McCrag. The McCrag's honor, uh, the flagship of Gilliman himself. <laughs> and, um, and then Calth happened, and then he was like, hey, remember right. those funny calculations I made? Yeah, I was completely right, go fuck yourself. Um, and, yeah, so Thiel was right. kind of then, uh, revered as a, um, as the man uh -huh. with the plan sort of thing um, because the ultramarines were incapable of responding right. to the situation and Thiel says it right off the bat he says uh, the word bearers are preying on us their only advantage is, our, is the element of surprise right. and knowing exactly how we'll respond Aiden Thiel realized that the, the dogmatic doctrine of the ultramarines was way too rigid and everybody right. else knew how the ultramarines were I going had to heard respond of, I so, forgot that was a. I forgot that was in the. I forgot that was in Kalf. Yes, Anandiel said the book is a problem, and then everybody right. said what book, and he said Excuse exactly. Me. Uh, yeah. So he was basically critiquing what would eventually be the Codex Astartes. Uh, but it's because of Anandiel that the entirety of the Ultramarines <laughs> Legion was not destroyed on Kalf. Because he was able to kind of rethink situations. You know what? I kind of and I feel like uh, it would be implied that even if Gilman the, didn't uh, write a Codex Astartes, he would have had a book before uh, that. It's actually really funny during the Battle of Kalth as well. Like, you know, the Boy Scouts got to have their first edition manual space without a helmet, and then proceeded to float his way through space unassisted in back into the uh, McCrag's honor to snap a dude's right. neck. It's really fucking funny. Right. So, Kalth. The battle that they won because the guy said 
because yeah, the dude got up and said, fuck like, this he book, on the McCraggon better. Bridge. It got blown um, up. He and wrote then a book like, oh, no, in response to somebody and going, like, fuck this book. Five minutes later, we just see him like crawl <laughs> his way back through an airlock, his face just all flustered and red from being exposed to the vacuum of space. And then he just starts beating fuckers up with his fists. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, he was actually... Yeah, yeah, he was actually writing mm -hmm. the uh, the drafts right. of the Codex Astartes by the time Imperium Secundus came around, which was a little after this. Um, yes. He wrote it in response to Kalf, technically. Um, so... Yes. <laughs> yes. Fuck this fuck. It's like yep. everything is gone. Yes, exactly. Um so <laughs> after the Battle of Kalth, uh Rawboat gentlemen went to the uh went to resecure the borders of Ultramar and to fight the Shadow Crusade, mm -hmm. which was the world eaters and word bearers kind of teaming up to uh mm -hmm. delete the Ultramarines. Uh, right. After that, uh, the Battle of Kalth is actually what triggered the Ruin Storm, that thing created by Erebus, right? To separate Ultramar from the rest of the galaxy. We've talked about this a couple times, um, but yeah. So the Ultramar, yes. the Ultramarines yes. are kind of isolated, along with, conveniently enough, the Dark Angels and the Blood Angels. Well, Conrad Kerr uh, specifically because that's the one Lionel mentioned Johnson, how Gilliman's mom uh, is alive and, and how Gilliman, she uh, yelled at Conrad, which distracted be, him for uh, long enough for Vulcan to come. To come barreling through, just you! Yeah, you think tackle him out of a palace window. Uh, yeah, so that happened. Um, Gilman didn't really find. So Gilman was like the chief architect and like the administrator of Imperium Secundus, whereas Lionel Johnson was the war master and, Imp and uh, Sanguinius was the emperor. So he still was like being an administrator, which he was very good at, obviously. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that's what he was doing for the majority of the Horse Heresy. Uh, he was he would then fist fight um, Conrad Kurz yes. during Conrad Kurz's kind of terror campaign yes. for Ultramar. We've talked about it. Go yes. listen to Conrad Kurz and or Lionel Johnson. Can't remember if we talked about it there. <clears throat> yeah, and she like bitch slaps. Yeah. Uh huh. For Gilliman, for Vulcan, for Vulcan to just yes. delete him. <laughs> Yep. Right. Yep, pretty much. Um <clears throat> yes, so right. Yes, they went I'm just trying to reorganize. They they tried um Kurz, Gilliman, um <clears throat> Gilliman was part of the trial of Conrad Kurz of the trial of the triumphant. Um and then after which they determined that the Emperor was alive and that they need to make all haste to Terra to save the Emperor from the siege, which was yes. already underway. The Great Scouring is basically just um, all of yeah. them throwing so Gulliman's space book at piles all of the space kind of break book off from Ultramar. The, Lion, the Dark Angels and the uh, Ultramarines kind of stall out the Demons of the Ruinstorm to allow Sanguinius and the Blood Angels yes. to make it through the blockade yes. into which Terra. Which is a dumb move. And they do so. Uh, he then kind of falls in line after this along with the Dark Angels. I don't Angels, think we ever had the formal kind of conversation as to why Terra, our space book uh, is as bad. As a relief force, once the siege breaks, they chase yes. the 
Um, <clears throat> they chase uh -huh. the Trade Allegiance back into the Eye of Terror. Um, but before yes. this could happen, uh, and sometime after all of this, he writes the Codex Astartes, obviously. Uh, the space book saves... Um, they pelt mm -hmm. the Perturabo and the Iron Warriors with the space book until they leave yes, Rogaldorn alone. because it takes the already weakened defense forces of the planet Earth and humanity and thins it out even more. Exactly, And yep. due to the nature of the, um, the, in, however, the independent nature of the space marines so in their various all legions, the legions were it will make forming a greater cohesive chapters. army even was, more difficult. Which was a dumb move. We've talked about why. Yes. Uh, it essentially thins because out an already thinned defense force. Because of diversity in um, the philosophies of various successor chapters, of which the Ultramarines okay, have like two bajillion. <clears throat> so the Codex Astartes... Gilliman's fucking magnum opus is not good. Uh, it but and furthermore, all aside from weakening that, aside from all of that other stuff, he chose to implement it right after the Horus Heresy happened. This is a problem. which really yes, but the reason I bring that up is because that trick will really only work. On the the reason it was set up is to stop people from having too much power. But as we have proven, as I guess they, as the various Chaos Legions have proven, the Primarchs who fell Almost were already susceptible to falling into chaos before. So it stands to reason that fracturing the armies now would make even less sense. Because the people who are here are here yeah, they have because like fucking they are like able to resist the laughter of thirsting gods. Yeah. Whereas if they were to fracture, that would leave them individual and vulnerable compared to a singular cohesive army. Thus foiling its own point. Yeah, when they were yes. already thinned. Yes. <laughs> and that is why the space book is bad. Yeah, and you disappeared. Yes. And, uh... Yes! <laughs> yes. And was... Yes. Third-person shooter. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. And not wearing a helmet by Leandros. Yes. Yes. It's a self-redundant piece of shit that causes more harm than good. Um. Yes. That's why the space book's bad. Uh, and it's a problem. If you're not coherent to the space book, then people fucking hate you. <laughs> like, like Captain Titus. Who disappeared for an entire decade. <laughs> uh, so Captain Titus was the protagonist from Space Marine yes. 1. Somehow, uh, and where is Game the Andros doing all this? Over Probably the shoulder, dead. Hopefully um, dead. Kind of RPG. Yes, dead. On the rails story shooter game. <laughs> Very fun game. But we will find out Captain Titus was chaos. criticized for his use of That would be really funny if we call it here. And then whenever the and game his, comes yeah, out, it's like, oh my god, Leandros and turned his, chaos. Uh, in adherence and then we'll... to the Codex Astartes, 
Uh, so much so that Leandros, the little shitty or at least a very good game, track record, um, reported him to the Inquisition. Reported a superior to the Inquisition, which he was taken away uh, and not yeah. seen from again for a th- yeah. for ten it whole years. It happened with the orcs. It happened with the Kree. Where it happened with the Tau. He's back and better than ever. We and apparently about the Tau shit, and they the did. Crossed the Rubicon Primaris, became a Primaris Marine, and is back yes. to cut up Tyrannus. We'll see. Hopefully dead. Just donate 25% of it to I the podcast. I guess we'll find out when the game comes out in yes. fucking 12 more years. <laughs> Maybe. That'd be really funny. Ex- yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, because we have a... I don't know if, if people who listen to this show uh, have realized, uh, we have a prophetic gift here. Gone. Um... <laughs> And Vulcan Very good was track record. Here, we talked about of. Jagged Icon, then oh, all you know, new Jagged Icon point. model, new Jagged Icon book, new yeah. White Scarts material. Uh, it's happened with other shit too, I just can't remember off the top of my head. Yorks, Krieg, the Tau, yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So maybe we're right about this one too. I don't know. Maybe put money on it. I don't know. If you do put money on it, I want a 25% cut, but we'll get to that. There you go. Um, but yeah, so post heresy, um, after the uh, the events of the Horus Heresy, um, obviously everybody was uh-huh. depleted. Gilliman assumed the title of Lord Commander of the Imperium uh, as R- Rogel Dorn was gone, and Jagadikhan was gone. Um, yeah. gone, gone, sort of. Vulcan was here till the War of the Beast, and then Vulcan was gone. But after that, yeah. Gilliman was gone too. Uh, anyway, um, so he assumed Lord Commander, the title of Lord Commander of the Imperium, for like maybe six minutes. Uh, he yes, apparently he, what over the moon of Canem, Apparently, he was Fessel. stabbed in the neck, Gilliman. and I'm just like, how? Row, row, row your boat, girly boy. Um, faced down his wayward brother of Fulgrim. The Emperor's children uh, fought the... They were trying to kind of take these worlds for themselves. And uh-huh. the Ultramarines, the right. Nova Marines, um, the Blue Boys, the Smurfs, and the... Um, yeah, and the Electric Blue Carpet. Um, they all fought together um, because, uh. you know, they had to break up in the fucking chapters. They all fought uh, the Emperor's children, uh, and during this battle, um, Gilliman was cut across the throat with a demon blade. Wasn't the whole point, wasn't there supposed to be a whole dramatic moment of him coming out of stasis? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I just, it's in the preamble, the first chapter or so of Dark Imperium, um, and it was basically, uh... A so big what did he just fight give it where back? Gilliman was trying to bait it's out. Like, Dad, I need to borrow your sword for a minute. He finishes the fight and then and he Gilliman, who he fights at Fulgrim, this time gets the fuck out. had take the sword of the Emperor, according to Dark Imperium, sword, which, which is about the size of a literal fucking surfboard. And, and I has think to that carry was that shit incorrect. Also on fire retcon, all the way back to his throne and put it on his chair. For some reason, it's like your 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 eminence here, I sharpened and polished Gilliman had the sword of the Emperor before. He went into stasis. Thanks, GW. Which I don't feel like was true. 
It does, yes. When he got Thanks, the sword Thanks from the Emperor once meeting with him on Terra. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened, but now they're saying 10,000 years before that happened, he also had the sword of the Emperor? I don't know. <laughs> yes. We need to talk about this. This is a big yeah. deal. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, this is a... We, we should at least talk about how Belisarius' call. <laughs> Belisarius' call made better yeah, space no, marines. Yeah, no, it doesn't make... Marginally better space it marines. It doesn't make sense, because I feel like that's... <laughs> but I guess that's, that's harping points. on little points. Like, I don't think that's a little point. I think it kind of changes the meaning of a lot of things, but whatever. Yeah, so yes. Robert Guile's theme uh, was put into stasis after being stabbed in the neck with uh, Fulgrim's Demon Blade, uh, and for 10,000 years he sat basically <laughs> on, a, on an easy blade. Like, on, hello, on a new board. intern guy. For 10,000 years he was just sort of chilling. Um, if I stasis. die, can you bring me back? Uh, and sweet. then some weird uh, bullshit happens between Bellasaurus sure Paul, six who's a tech priest, your uh, Okay, cool, good talk. I'm Eldar, definitely going to come back. That's just the weird Eldar I'm definitely going to go out. I'm definitely going to come back. See you in a couple hours, little buddy. Excellent. I have a question. Was Belisarius called the giant centipede nightmare yeah. monster so that we know today by the went into stasis. by pre-stasis? Um. <laughs> oh. Before Gilliman went into stasis, huh. he had a conversation with an up-and-coming tech priest in the Mechanicum called Belisarius Call. Um. So, <laughs> pre preemptively, he asked him to bring him back should he become entombed in stasis, which is a weird thing to say to somebody. <laughs> so he, so he's not Parasolius Call. He's just intern. Yes. Yes. Centipede monster. Uh huh. Yep, and then ten thousand years later, he woke yes. up. Um, but yeah, yeah. Right. So Belisarius call kind... worked with Yvrain. Um, no, which means no. So he actually shows up in the Horus Heresy. Belisarius call is in the Horus Heresy, and it's a weird like right. call we forward are going to have to make because I don't think Belisarius call was a character yet in modern 40k I'll, at the I'll, point I'll, where this Horus Heresy I'll, book was fine. written. But he was literally just like a weird like <laughs> low ranked text. I mean, they, they just got on, like models. a weird like. Mechanicum outposts in the middle of space somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, he was a, since he was, Clinton. <laughs> yeah, he was just a weird, like weird. He wasn't like the weird crippled creature that we know today. Right. Um, the weird, like schizophrenic, slightly um, <laughs> insane man that he is now. Uh, I think he was yep. just like a weird, like tech priest then. But yeah, he's in modern 40k too. Um. <laughs> So, to, right, and like most next generations, no, they're no, kind of mediocre, slight improvements over the it. first ones. So proving, yeah, proving that in the grim dark, the grim dark it. future of the fortieth millennium, forty first millennium, I know we have there is to, not only but I don't war, want there's also <laughs> EA. So the other thing 
No, no, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, FIFA. the older just got like, new models. Everybody. It's like how they keep making new. Currently, like how they keep uh, making the older just released the first the new box set. Uh, they released Guardians. It's it's that Guardians it's and that. Rangers, That's what Primaris Rangers and a uh, whatever the Lords are called, like like the uh, commander units. Um, for the it. first time in like twenty seven years. That took several thousand the, years the to do. The new models, so that's fun. Um, the other thing that reboot that um, Red Bull yeah. Gasoline asked Belisarius Call to do before he went into yes. stasis was to create the next generation well, that, they, of space. We kind of talk about them a little bit. These are, the primary screens are a very ultramarine thing. They're just taller. Well, they are. <laughs> yeah, the, the fucking loot box came out for the. the... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. They're literally like seven inches taller, and they have an extra organ. Right. That's pretty much it. They react a little faster too. That's that's. <laughs> Bullshit. <Yeah. laughs> that's it. Yes. Uh, but those are the primary well, marines. At this point, it's a horrifying centipede monster. It was like, yeah, my lord. And Robots Grillman was maybe. like, why? I'm old. Just let me die. They are th literally like um, Seth Gabriel Seth, the chapter master of the Flesh <laughs> did not like the the Primaris Marines because he thought they were just different colored Ultramarines, and he was, they are. Technically, like, uh -huh. literally speaking, the models are literally just different colored ultramarines. But in lore, like, they kind of are also uh -huh. sort of just ultramarines. Yes. Um, but yeah. Um, right. So for 10,000 years, he was interned in stasis. Oh, it's uh, still the 13th? He woke up with the help of some elf magic and some Belisarius uh, call. I don't know. Whatever he did. Huh. He did something, I guess. Uh, yeah, he just has. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me die. <laughs> Let me die in peace. Um. So, <laughs> so Roblox Grillman kind of got up after this and mm -hmm. went to Terra, fought Magnus on the way. Um. Apparently, he had the sword of the Emperor the whole time, but. Now he has the sword of the emperor for sure. Whatever. Um, and then he kind of reorganized to fight uh, an encroaching black crusade. Thirteenth. Uh -huh. It's still the thirteenth. Technically, we're still in thirteen. Planet. Like today. Like Vigilus Fallen yes. was all thirteenth. Thirteenth started with Cadia falling. Cadia stands, blah, blah, So, yeah, blah. in case you're not unaware, uh, Abaddon the Spoiler, who is now in yeah, charge of all the Traitor Legions, borrowed the Black Legion, uh, and it's launched Cadia up stands. to this day, 13 Black Crusades yeah. out of the Eye of Terror into the Imperium and uh, extraneous space um, yes. to achieve specific goals. Uh, so if you use that metrics, most of them were successes. Uh, if you're like everybody else, though, they were all failures. Um, Roberto Guillermo. Yeah, so the Black yes. Crusades, the thirteenth of the Black, the thirteenth Black Crusade started with uh, Abaddon the Spoiler dropping a Blackstone Fortress, which is the size of about a small planet, uh, onto 
uh-huh. onto a slightly right. bigger planet by the name of Cadia, which was like a kind of bastion world against the um, the Eye of Terror. And most of the <laughs> population are all uh, Imperial Guard. Um, Cadia, you know, the Guard, the planet broke before the Guard did. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Cadia. Well, the end Nobody bit of it is the Gilliman becomes the new. Yeah, they're like weird. Of purple-eyed the, of militaristic the, right. weirdos, but it's all cool. Yes, um, he takes over. Yeah, he so after this, um, regent. he defends the, Earth against the uh, forces of Corn in the Second Battle of Roberto Guillermo. Yes, also That's the one. Um, kind of waged the civil war yes. within the Imperium, where he tried to oust. Well, technically, it's the other way yes. around. The I would like to call it out. I'd like to say TTS whatnot, for the, predicting the papacy, ultra if you will, depression. of the 40k world. Uh, tried to oust Gilliman because they're like, ah, shit, talk about he knows the truth. He knows See, Bobby a bunch G of bullshit. Was and Gilliman said, go fuck beginning. yourself. He was around for all of and it, you know? The Great they Crusade. They kind of fought each the, other for a bit. Participate. Um, His no legion real, was the one who uh, glassed Monarchia. No real gain. I don't really he know the, the end bit of that. that present for scheme, the Emperor giving Lorgar his grand speech about I am not a god, stop worshipping me. Your stupid fucking Latato Divinitatis fanfiction is nonsense. Get rid of me, I'm going to burn your planet down. And then he was knocked out, and fast-forwarded a couple thousand years or so, and he wakes up and he yeah. finds out that people are now preaching out yeah, of Lorgar's book. they invaded. Uh, and then yep. he is currently at war so with Mortarion. Like, so everyone Mortarian else, including the High Lords of Terra, the, the realms of oh, oh, good Emperor, one of your sons has returned to show us your way, and he was like, God oh, damn yes, it, you missed the point. It's gone. Yes, of course. <laughs> yep. Just like, why? Just constantly, whenever he's done being Lord Imperial Regent Rabute yes. Gilliman, he goes and he sits and he holds his head in his hands and it's just like, I have failed you. Literally, that is a conversation that he has, which is like, if Lord God, this was why... The whole reason we fought is because Horus thought you were going to become a god if they could only see the world now. And that is also, that ironic. Before we start talking about the various important Ultramarines, we have one more thing to talk about Bobby G. Bobby G's elf girlfriend. Oh, we're not. I have I I ran out of jokes. I had that was my joke. Rabute Gilliman. We used to be. He's not actually in a relationship like with uh, Yvrain, the weird Eldar centrist. But he has spoken much more kindly to her than literally any other Imperial member ever. He spoke to her with respect and decency, which is a lot nicer than the average Space Marine yeah. speaks to any Ultra other depression. elf, except maybe that yeah. one, that one Blood Raven who's friends with that one elf, what Macha, Farseer Macha. And people, yeah. we know the jokes that people make about, the people used to make about, um, Angelos and Macha, yeah. Where they would just go and talk in private for several okay. hours and no one would hear from them. But Macha oh would always God, come out tired this. from psychic nonsense, she said. Uh. Yes. Please email us your various Gulliman X Euphrain <laughs> fanfictions at thebattlebrothercast at gmail.com. <laughs> Imp- 
supported ultramarine folk people. Oh my god, we didn't even go through all the names. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Them having a sexual... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's that's more than I want to devote to this subject. Mm -hmm. All right, you do that. I will just forward them to somebody else. Um, so... Right. I know. No, there's still much more to talk about. Don't worry. So... If you like Bo that. Bobby Hillman has engaged, uh, yeah. Mortarian in this yes. most recent kind of offshoot of 40k called, uh, The Plague Wars, in which Mortarian is kind yeah. of wreaking havoc through Ultramar, uh, in preparation for a big thing with Nurgle. Okay. Uh, that may or may not be happening. Um, but, uh, Mortarian and... Uh, Rutherford Gilliman have repeatedly come to blows, and there's like one Primarch fight in uh -huh. every book of the, so far, and I think there's <laughs> four books of the Plague War uh, series. So they're pretty good. Um, yeah, so he has his father's sword in full-on in the model right. itself. Um, <clears throat> Root Boot Guilty Can has a modern model, uh, and in the model he has the, um, the sword of the Emperor in his hand. Um... And he looks kind of cool, I guess. Mm -hmm. If you're into that, which kind is of very thing. important, into, if you're like blue. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, I do. Give me a moment. Became Lord Commander of the Imperium. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit about um, Uriel Ventress. The Ultramarines. Also, apparently Uriel Ventress um, has because while uh, Robert Gillyshoot. Yes. Um. Honestly, has good for him. The, his haircut uh, may be kind back. of the overall say over and his all story Ultramarines chapters. Maybe Frost. Which but he does have a model. Um, uh, Why does Captain he have a model? Marius Calgar is because the chapter master of, of the, the Tumultulabas. Has kind of official. We already what spoke they about that. And the art, what and that is. It's kind of weird, like the contention that's there. Because yes, Marius Calgar is loyal to Gilliman, Captain Ventress's um, actions on Medrangard. Technically so, speaking, he Captain has Ventress the official was given. So Captain Ventress did the thing that the book did not like. And so, he was yes. given a death oath by Calgar himself. Oh, fuck me. You, you need to talk about your And he and his faithful now. companion, Sergeant Lysane, were to seek out a place of dark iron, which is a place that Cal which is a place that Calgar was having visions about. Yes, where he does. Twisted reflections of the Space Marines were being horribly rocked. It, now, they his haircut is the kind of section on weird visions and figured that the place that it was directing them to was somewhere in the Eye of Terror. So they started going in that direction, and they were in... Yes. Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. Which would have been much more useful, because they probably would have just gone around the entire galaxy. If they weren't kidnapped by demons and imprisoned within a demon engine, which apparently looked like a giant train. Yes. Yes. Um, so they went to Met... So after much traveling... They ended up on the Iron Warriors' planet of Medrangard. And so... 
while they were there, they met a band of renegade space marines, who are space marines that aren't really affiliated with their chapters anymore, but haven't turned to chaos, so they're like uh, Ronin space marines, and um, two Imperial Guardsmen. Yeah. <laughs> These ones didn't. And um, two surviving Imperial Guardsmen, who were captured by the, Imperi- by the Iron Warriors. Way to go, book. Really nailed that time. Fist. You just so narrowed down maybe a third a of space. All right. Who did guerrilla tactic things, which is covered in chapter 27-4, yeah. subsection Delta of the book. Yes, I'm going to keep making jokes about the book to distract from the horribleness that's going on. Okay, so, after much use of the book and its various t- implementations of guerrilla warfare, they were captured by Warsmith Hansu, and after insulting him and calling him little bitch, um, Ventress was, um, vo- reverse, was, v- was vored into a democulabo. To those of you who don't know what that yeah. means, um, good for you. Some of them. Some of those them of have do- some of them yeah. have turned to chaos, but good. No. Um we know what the Democulaba is. The Democulaba is a horrible birthing womb made from a human woman who is still alive and sentient and is fed to horrible bloating size and um, is used as a birth as used as a transfer biomechanical birthing tube pod thing, which apparently is inspired by the thing, the axolotl tanks from Dune. <laughs> the book. If you want to get, apparently, it's similar. It's similar enough where people who know notice. That is very good. <laughs> yes. So, the, um, he was implanted into one, but the Demunculaba wasn't like a single entity. It was apparently like a rows and rows of pods made of people. Moving on, um, the Imperial, so the Iron Warriors were using the Demunculaba to implant stolen Imperial Fist Gene Seed that they, to create Iron Warriors because they couldn't really recruit from people. And so they took the various people from in and around Medrangard or from the world of Hydrocordatus or just wherever they could find people, particularly children, and um, turned them into space marines. So those really? new space marines were born without skin because, you know, they're born from horrible nightmare tubes. And, you know, you, if you're going to be gross, be all the way. And, um... Naturally, Uriel Ventress was not enjoy did not enjoy any of this that happened. So he was vo- so he punched his way out of the pod and fell through a river of gore. And I mean that in a very yeah. there, there was like a river made of d- discarded chunks and placental juice and other bile and f- human wastage. And eventually, Uriel Ventress met the unfleshed, which were failed experiments, who were basically like big humans with the brains of children. Because that's what they were. And these big skinless baby men people worshipped the Emperor. And so they had a giant effigy of the Emperor who... Uriel Ventress and his band of renegade space marines were thrown to. And the eyes of the giant statue light, lit up and they were like, Inka Dinka Doo likes you. We will fight with you now. And so they escaped. And then Ventress was like, I have to go back. I can't go anywhere else. And then the other space, then the other space marines who were with them were like, "Ah, fuck you, we're leaving." And Understandably the two guards, so. Yes, but the two guards who were normal human dudes, who were also put inside demunculabas, went back with him, because in case you didn't realize, the guard are the real heroes of the 40k. Yeah. 
guard are pound for pound mentally sh more resilient than your average space marine. Yeah. So, stuff happened, the unfleshed killed things, and eventually Uriel Ventress and Pisanius, and Pisanius Lysane fought fought the demonkey, destroyed the demonkey lavas, and um, eventually Uriel Ventress was teleported to a different planet named Salinas, and um, blah 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 blah. There was a governor, there was a planetary governor that he fought. There, the Grey Knights showed up at some point. Good. And uh, the Grey Knights, this is after they leave Medrengard, so the Grey Knights showed up and were just like, we need to make sure you haven't fallen to chaos, and apparently Uriel Ventress was tested and found that he was good. And so he came back after much more nonsense. The wiki page is very, very long. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. After a bunch of stuff, including dealing with the Grey Knights, killing the Unfleshed, and um, dealing with the Vengeful Psyker, and, and killing the Corrupt Governor, eventually the Grey Knights did something completely uncharacteristic to Grey Knightdom. And just let the Ultramarines go back to McCrag. Which is something so that never happened. And has never and happened then, since. Yep. Because they heard about the Demunculava and decided, you know what? It would be better for him if we killed him. Yeah. We're going to keep you alive so you can remember this moment forever. Yeah. And so it was. And so was Uriel Ventress. He did a bunch of other stuff. He fought the invasion of Ultramar because he fought Hansu when he came back to invade Ultramar. Uh, that happened. Uh, so there's stuff that happened during the Black Crusade. He was there when Gulliman woke up. Yep. Uh, he also became a Primaris Marine. Yep. He's very accomplished, but he has to live with the fact that the thing that made him initially famous was the Demunculaba. Unfortunately. So even in lore, people know him as the Demunculaba guy. Oh, God. Yes. So that's die. not just me making jokes. In lore, he's known as the Ultramarine who went to Medrengar and lived. Yeah. Because Hansu followed him from Medrengar. Right. And that was when he made, that was when he led the Iron Warriors attack on McCrag. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm specifically the Iron Warriors because he hated world. him. Yes. Which he went to the me. Iron Warriors Chaos homeworld of Nightmare Cleveland, Detroit, of basically was effectively Chicago mixed with hell. Yeah. And left to talk about it, survived being tried by the Grey Knights, and then helped repel Hansu when Hansu fought, came to, came back for his revenge. Hansu, who is essentially the Iron Warrior right now, he's basically yes. in charge of most of the Iron Warrior Legion. Yes. So that's Uriel Ventress. Yeah. The Demunculaba guy. The Demunculaba guy. Well, yes. that's a shame. Yes. Ultra depression creeps further in. Yes. Um, yeah, so another also notable member of the Ultramarine Legion is uh, Vero. Vero Tigoris. Uh, who is. Second. He's basically. He's not nothing. Not, not a whole lot, but uh, he's essentially the most powerful psyker in the entire Imperium. Uh-huh. And wow. <laughs> he, he can do pretty much whatever he wants. Uh he, right, he yes, wants he's a wizard. He, 
he wants to beat all of the seven... They're called the Seven Sorcerers of, like, Harka or something. They're, like, really prominent, uh, Zinchian sorcerers. And he defeated all seven of them at the same time. <coughs> he pretty much just did, like, a Thunder Wave spell and killed all of them. At ninth level. At ninth, he did a, he pulled a ninth level Thunder Wave spell. Like, out of his ass. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's just so ridiculous. Yeah, he's like the he's like he's the chief librarian currently of the Ultramarines Legion or of the Ultramarines chapter, and he is like the greatest psyker like in the Imperium, uh, besides like maybe Mephiston, who is the Lord of Death of the Blood Angels Legion, of the Blood right. Angels chapter. Uh, fuck, I always do that. It's so stupid. It's right. I hate it. They so all much. sound the same. They all sound the same. Um. Yeah. So yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, right. other notable members are Aiden and Thiel, who I mentioned before. Uh, he later became the captain of the second company, uh, after the whole censure thing on Kelf. Uh, most of the, most of the command structure of the Ultramarines Legion died, so he was, right. like, one of the few ones that were left. Uh, worth of, worth of promoting. Right. Uh, another, uh, kind of important character is Cato Sicarius. Um, you do this one. It is I, Kato Sicarius. Uh. Captain of the Second Ultramarines Company. Uh, Kato Sicarius was the captain of the Second Ultramarines Company. Uh, also he is known as the most annoying headass in the entire 40k universe. Um. By a large margin. <laughs> by a large margin. Beating Lucius. Yeah, beating Lucius. He's more annoying than Lucius. Uh, Kato Sicarius was... One of the few members of the Ultramarines, of the Space Marines in general, who was allowed to keep, like, remnants of his old life. Like, he was a, a son of nobility, uh, and he maintained nobility after becoming an Ultramarine. Something that you're not allowed to do as a Space Marine. Um, Unless you are either an Ultramarine, or a Salamander, or a Grey Knight, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's pretty much it. They're the he was yeah. he's the only one I know of, uh, who is give who is continued to hold rank. Um, right. Yeah. Um, he has a sword and he is, is a dick. So he is a swords master. He is considered uh, one of the greatest swordsmen in the Imperium, and he mm -hmm. likes reminding people about that. Um, Constantly. He is the commander of the Vitrix Guard as well, which are like the personal bodyguard of the of the Primarch. Uh, uh huh. He's uh, an asshole. Um, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. He's done some shit. Sure. Do we care? <laughs> no. In time, Kato Sakarius's very name became a byword for imperial victory, a legend that came to the ears of allies and foes alike far beyond the borders of Ultramar. Does that mean that every time someone wins, they call it doing a Sakarius? Yeah. That's horrifying. It is I, Kato Sicarius. Uh, he has a model. It's from 5th edition, which came out in, like, uh, like, 2002? 2003? Oh god, an ultramarine that doesn't have current models? What is this? It, the model looks disgusting. He had a 4th edition model, too, but that looks even weirder. <laughs> um, yeah, he's not cool. He thinks he's cool. I fucking hate him. I feel like... People who unironically enjoy Catosicarius, please yell at us. Yeah, please. Prove to me, to anyone, why this is good. He's basically just a... 
Like we joke, we joked about a Greco-Roman man being the pro the primarch of what is effectively blue centurions. Yes. But this is the most notable form of like, yes, hello, I am from Rome. We our symbol is the omega. I have a big sideways centurion helmet and a sword. Yeah. I am super duper Roman. Yep. In a moment, I'm going to uh, in, eat a fine leg of lamb at the Colosseum. I don't know why. I can't think of any other Roman things to do that aren't jokes about pedophilia. Yeah, or like, I'm gonna buy this man and then sell him to another man for a profit. <laughs> exactly. I'm just literally scrolling through his... I'm just literally scrolling through the results of typing Catosacarius into Google, and one of the first couple of results were... It is I, Catosacarius, the greatest of the Ultramarines, who requires that I... Requires that Marvel produce a comic of I, Katos Akarius, for I, Katos Akarius, are the most noble of all space marines. Oh yeah, in case you guys didn't know, um, Marnius Calgar, the current chapter master, had a Marvel comic book that came out recently. Red. Uh, that people hated? People fucking despised it. I do not know why. It was sort of written without, like, people who know what 40k is, like, writing it. Um, uh -huh. and, like, they heavily well insinuated that, um, that uh, Marnius Calgar respected the fact that the chaos gods existed and like that's not something you talk about like as a space marine right you don't recognize the fact that corn is a thing like i remember people being very i didn't read it because i didn't want to um but i remember people being very angry about it ah uh, question wouldn't that be a thing that he knows anyway being the chapter master of a of this of the you would hope but you never know it's like yes, the chaos gods. When that make from like a logical standpoint, yes, my enemies have a thing that they pray to. Fuck mm, that thing. Yes, but the emperor didn't tell any of his primarch sons. Ah, oh. so naturally, Marnius Calgar wouldn't know that because, as I'm sure you know, what the, the emperor not telling people means that it will never be found out by anyone. Never, ever, 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 ever. Yes, and it will never bite anyone in the ass. Ter terribly so. Never. Never so. Yes. Never. Yes. Um, yes, so that is pretty much the life of, um, Rob Geber, Geber, Gerber, baby. Um, yes. we can't talk about the Ultramarines without talking about, do we talk about Captain Titus already? We did, yes. Um, uh, uh, Space Marine 2. Space Marine 2, it's very exciting, it's very exciting, very exciting, I'm very excited, yes. I'm very excited, the trailer looked amazing. Yes. Um, there is literally no other anything that GW has made that will ever come close to the hype that will be generated from Space Marine 2. But before we sign off, we have to do, we have to read off some honorable mentions. Good, yes. <clears throat> Bobbert, not Matt Wardman. Bitchface, Elf Fuckerman. Robert, and Roberto Goldman. Yes, don't forget Pause that, for applause. that blue fucking nerd. Yes. Billy Bob Platoroman. Plot Armorman. Billy Bob Plot Armorman. Billy Bob Plot Armorman. Ron John Go Hang Ten. <laughs> Rim Job Goat Trail Roadman. Roman <laughs> Roman Go Gillian. Robert Robert Gullible. Gullible. Robert Gullible. Uh yes. And then it's just Rob. Yes. Proving once and for all, we have done all of the names. We have done what no other 40k podcast has ever done. And we have at least tried to use different names for each reference 
of Rabute Gilliman because his name is fucking stupid. He has Bute in his first name. Yes, his name is Big Dumb, and we all have to admit that. Yes, and now, a quote. <clears throat> I'm just gonna... Lorgar of Colchis. There it is, something generic and bland. The wonder bread of dramatic voices. Something very white. Yes, Lorgar of Colchis. You may consider the following. One... I entirely withdraw my previous offer of solemn ceasefire. It is cancelled, and will not be made again to you or any of any other of your motherless bastards. Two, you are no longer any brother of mine. I will find you, I will kill you, and I will hurl your toxic corpse into hell's mouth. And then Lord Gar was like, joke's on you, I'm into that shit. Yep, and that's how the Battle of Kelp went. Yes. Lorgar did indeed find out that he was actually, most definitely, not. Into that shit, yeah. <laughs> yep. So that is the Ultramarines and yep. Robo Gilly Boy. Yes. So. We sat down, we made a list of names, we used all of them. Yeah, we did. We used every single one of those fucking names. Victory. Victory indeed. Next, next one is the Death Guard, number 14. Yay, Mortarian, Stank Dick Morty, and his unwashed gremlins. <laughs> Those are the boys. So, come back next time as we delve into the fucking putrid mess that is the Death Guard's lore. And with that, we will leave you. Ave Imperator. Ave Imperator.